Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Beautiful Behavior Podcast. I am your host, Diane Sorensen, certified life coach, hypnotherapy practitioner, mother, grandmother, and human fascinated with behavior and how to live our best life. My goal is to offer you another perspective, to see behavior in ourselves, our children, and others from another angle. This podcast is for anyone who wants to feel more connected in their relationships. It's for anyone who feels the pull for something more. It's for parents and those who are not. This podcast is for anyone who wants to take a deeper look because this is where we talk about breaking generational patterns and outdated cultural beliefs, cultivating deeper connections in our life, and leading our life with more confidence and clarity. And I believe that's when beautiful behavior comes into focus. You can learn more about my process, me, and the three different ways in which beautiful behavior could come into focus for you at my website at diannesorensen.net. That's D-I-A-N-E-S-O-R-E-N-S-E-N.net. Okay, listeners, let's go. Hello and welcome to a new week and a new episode and welcome to November. Here we are November and for me, November is all about getting grounded and maintaining some groundedness as, you know, we go into the holiday season. And so today's episode is a interview with Kay Margaret, who is the host and creator of the Delicious Ease podcast. She is a time freedom mentor and food and wine nerd. She lives in North Carolina with her husband and two kids and helps women live and work with more time, freedom, and ease. In 2020, like so many others, the pandemic flipped her life on its side. She faced some of her greatest fears and took responsibility for her happiness. It was through this journey she learned that changing her mindset and managing her relationship with time had the power to change her life. Life, Kay Margaret says, is what we experience. And our expectation of time and the quality of time spent, and so the ex, sorry, so the expectation time and the quality of time spent make all the difference. She has created her Sparkle Time membership for women, which are coaching programs. Uh, the Delicious Ease podcast and shop to support women in transforming from feeling they never have enough time for anything to knowing we have more than enough time for everything. She is also currently writing a book about transforming your default mindset. So we are kicking November off with this interview with Kay Margaret Solorio to learn more about time freedom. Enjoy. All right, here we are, Kate Margaret. We Hi. are here. I 
am so glad that you are have joined me today for this conversation. Oh, so thank you so much. We met a few weeks ago on an online event hosted by a mutual friend, and we just got to talking and we're interested in what each of us are doing in the world. So here we are. And can you tell the audience a bit about what you do? Yes. Um, well, again, my name is Kay Margaret Solorio. I am also a podcaster. I host the Delicious Ease podcast. And then I call myself right now a time freedom mentor. So I help mostly women entrepreneurs um, change their relationship with time. So they're that's how I came to the personal development world. Um, it was through changing my relationship with time that kind of everything else opened up. I was able to invite ease into my life, which is why I called my podcast Delicious Ease. I was able to invite um, joy and happiness and all those elusive things that we 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 work for um, that you can't just buy, right? Uh, but it was really looking at the quality of time spent and and all these I think a lot of times in, in personal development, we talk about um, deconditioning. So kind of the conditioning and all the structures of society that we've learned. And then we kind of have to relearn them to make them fit our new selves or the life we want or who, who we are kind of right. get to alignment. So there's a lot of that around time that we don't even think about. These little phrases that we've heard all the time, like you have to kill time. I remember I used to wake up and really feel like I would gear like I felt like I literally put armor on. I didn't actually literally put armor on but I would wake up before I even got out of bed I feel like okay now I have to wage this war with time it's me against the clock mm -hmm. and I'm running and I will never win it will always lap me and I will all you know it was this very heavy force and so being able to lift that to to reframe that mindset um has been really valuable I think that's really interesting that you say you felt like you were getting out of bed and putting on the armor um, because I think that me too, um, but it was a little bit different. I, I, I think that's really interesting how you said that around time um, because I think so many of us get out of bed in the morning, put all the armor on um, to protect ourselves from all the judgment in the world. Right. And I hadn't heard it before around time, though, but there's a lot of judgment around time. Right. Yeah. And how you should use your time. And yeah, because you, you said killing time. I always heard wasting time. Oh, you're wasting time. Yes. Um, so I love that. So I am. And then, what, you know, as soon as we, I press record, um, we have this mowing stuff outside the window here. So <laughs> anybody hears mowing or machines going on in the background that's what's happening right this is life <laughs> um we just roll with it so i am excited to delve into this conversation around our relationship with time because so often i hear the women, you know, that I'm surrounded by, or even clients, um, in myself, I say it too, all of this whole thing, we don't have enough time, right? We never have enough time. It's, you know, if I just had some more time. So how do you change your relationship with time? Okay, Margaret, tell us. Well, the basis, <laughs> I know, right? Everything. Why can't we just have a quick prescription and get it all done? Um, 
the basis of my work is from, have you, have you read uh, Gay Hendricks' book? And now, of course, it went out my head. It'll come to me. But he's written a number of really interesting books and his fascinating con- um, concepts. But there's one called Einstein Time that he writes about. Mm. And that basically has to do with expectation, which kind of leads you back to mindset. Um, the big, big leap, I think, is it called? Oh, yes. That, yeah. yeah, that is a great book. Yeah, it has to do a lot with with um, limitations and limiting yourself. But there's a little concept in there he talks about called Einstein Time that that did it for me, that changed everything. Um, And so again, it comes down to like expectation and mindset, this idea that, so going back to the example of of getting up in the morning, I used to tell myself that I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. And over, that was my mantra. And then I would try to get myself ready and inevitably mess things up and, and drop something and cause, you know, I wouldn't have enough time. I would cause, would kind of use manifest use that word, but I would manifest issues into the, into the situation that would literally cause me to not have enough time. And then I would to be like, okay, now I got to wake up the kids and everything is going to multiply and get that much worse. Cause then I got that many more people to get ready. And you can already hear my voice. I would just, everything right. would I can speed up the, and it would yeah. Yeah, feel the tension and, and it would snowball it would become this negative spiral. And then I would get in the car. My husband gets a little annoyed at me and hopefully laughs at me. Now I put sticker, I put a nice sticker on my, the clock in my car because I can't even look at the clock because I used to get mm. in the car, drive the kids to school and I look at the clock and go, oh, I, I lost another minute. Oh, I lost as if that would somehow speed me up into my destination. Now we get in the car and it was like, I, I don't know what time it is. I was like, it doesn't matter. We did it. We got in the car. We will get to school. I, that's I can't like that's it go with it. <laughs> and it yeah. just kind of lifts that responsibility of checking the time and worrying about the time and worrying about what that would then, that would be a catalyst for other things. It, it lifts it. So if we change our, our mindset, our expectation around time, and we say, I have enough time, we can actually expand our experience. So time often we measure as this very quantitative thing. When in actuality, it is qualitative it is how we experience it that matters you know there are so many lovely examples of um I don't know you have a really joyful conversation and you feel like you were there for hours it was so lovely and then you were maybe there for 20 minutes like you've how you've literally expanded the time because mm-hmm. the experience was so great mm-hmm. even though the time itself as you measure it with a clock didn't change so being able to apply that, then to work or to your daily routine or to something which for me a long time pain point was that morning routine and now I say you know what okay I have more than enough time to get everything done and I do a little bit here and I do a little bit there and I stop and I I don't push that on my children when I wake them up I wake them up and let them wake up and then have a conversation instead of diving right into all the things we have to get done which helps that is so great right there the yeah, well, practice of waking up your kids and not being like, you hurry up, hurry up. I mean, as soon as we wake them up, right? We're going, yeah, you gotta do this, you gotta do this, you gotta get out the door. <laughs> right? There's so much anxiety around that. And then, you know, I, I if you notice working with children, the more you rush them, the slower, they, the more they slow down. They just get overwhelmed because they really want to please you. And they're like, well, I hear you're not happy and I want you to be happy. So I want to comply, but good God, what? Right, right. <laughs> I mean, sometimes my son actually looks at me and he goes, you have to just tell me one thing. 
not the list. I can't, I can't remember that all. And I think uh, okay, sometimes the message is, you know, I, I value time more than I value you. You know, we got to go. We got to be yes. on time. Oh, that's a good one. And what struck me, so you have a sign behind you today that says you are enough. And I definitely have had to work a lot with self-worthiness issues. And that, that comes into play too. So I think the reason I put on the armor, used to put on the armor in the morning when I got out of bed is because I worried that I wouldn't be enough. Mm-hmm. That I had this limited amount of time and all these things to do. And a marathon to run to keep everybody going. And it was all on my shoulder. Of course it wasn't, but that's what it felt like. Felt like it was all on my shoulders. And there's no way I could ever be enough because it was not enough time. That that was the correlation I had. Yes, I think that's it. That's what we do. We put on the armor to be go out in the world and prove how enough we are, because we don't really believe it. And and so then here's the thing. I think we get fixated on different things. And maybe for you, it was time. I'm going to prove myself um, to show how much, how productive I can be and how much I can achieve in this time. Yeah. Yeah. How much value I bring to the family, how happy everyone else will be if I get all these things done, how easy I can make it for other. Yes. I, I used to measure my value based on the types and number of things I could achieve. Which I feel like is kind of our train. Like when you go to a job, they don't so much. Sometimes they flat out tell you to your face. They don't care who you are. They can replace you. They care what you can do. So the emphasis is on the what and not innately being valuable. And then let's see where we can take that. Right. That's totally our conditioning, right? That's the that's the traditional yeah. model. How how much can you do? How fast can you do it? How, fast um, how efficient yeah. are you? Let's try to multitask and do a million things. And you know, in, in, we wonder why we're exhausted and overwhelmed. Right. And I, I think, you know, in some strategies, like being able to quantify things with a number is helpful, but especially when it comes to time where you think about the life you're building and, and the satisfaction you get out of, that's all about experience, about how it feels, about how satisfied you are with this time you spent. Uh, did you, um, and another, a lot of the money terms work really well with time too. Like, how did you invest your time? Okay. If you, did you buy back your time? Did you like, are there things that are serving you? Can you make the time beneficial for you and not work against it? Yeah. I like that. Um, how do you, how you, gonna you, we get to choose how we spend it. Right. So if you think about it as, you know, money, like time is money. Like if you had a dollar for every minute, yeah. would you spend $30 to sit for 30 minutes and scroll on your phone? Right? <laughs> That's a really good point. Yeah. A lot of people use it in the delegation conversation too. So like when I have way too much physically on my plate and one way of creating ease is to, to like, to learn to delegate and to let go of some of those stuff are those tasks that are easy that can be easily offloaded to someone else that aren't high dollar high value time tasks or are those things that can only be done to, done by you or you want to do and right right because we kind of grow up again with this idea that we have to do everything for everyone yes uh, yes and- exactly you know, well, if I can, if I have to hire somebody to, you know, I don't know, 
clean my house or go buy groceries or whatever. It's like, well, then am I enough? Um, and right. we're to say, yes, yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. Just as you are in this moment. I just love that right. phrase. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, outsource. If you can, if you can outsource. If you can, but sometimes it's even, um, you know, the little things that don't have to cost money. Like if you, what do they say? One thing uh, to to bring more positive energy into your life. An example is to upgrade. So you say, okay, well, I'm going to use my favorite cup every day or now, and not just the one, the regular one, I'm the one I eye every day. I'm going to use that cup because that's going to make me feel good. And that will bring more positive energy into the day. But that's an upgrade you can make without really spending money. So you could also delegate and say, okay, well, for me, I was just reading something today about um, a woman who's has many more children than I do, but she has taught her children to do their laundry as of age eight. So I was like, oh, well, let me reevaluate where my chores stand with my children. And, you know, that's something that I can delegate to them. And it's not bad. It's just, you kind of reevaluate with a new situation and say, oh yeah, this is something that might be better, your time better spent than mine. I can help the family a different way. Right. Yeah. Because I, and I love that because we, I just, um, did some training with some, a group of, of parents, um, not too long ago. And it was around this thing with chores and how we all, you know, everybody in the family has re the resource of time and energy and it's delegating. How is each person going to, um, contribute their time and their energy and of course it it, it it would depend on your experience and your knowledge and you know so a 15 year old's probably going to do something different than a four-year-old um right and things pivot and change but i think right. that we can give ourselves grace and in, in kind of taking time to reevaluate that made me think of another example um i've worked with a few women who are transitioning from working full time for someone else to working full time in their business and that provided another opportunity because again what often when we work for somebody else we have this time structure where it says okay you work from here 9 to 5 and we want you here during that time and doing these it's very again very quantitative success is based on the time that you clock in and you clock out and so then moving to a schedule where you then set that up for yourself can be really difficult, can really kind of mess with your head. So we reevaluate and we say, okay, well, what's valuable for you at this point is not time that your butt's in the chair. <laughs> what's important for you at this point is what gets done. So let's put the emphasis on the tasks that need to be done. You could choose to do them when it works for you. It doesn't have to be with a certain time set. And then within that, I think, again, it's just what we learn. Like, I don't know, a meeting has to be an hour or this task should take you two hours. And then we then apply that to our own things. And we say, I'll take the example. I'm currently writing my first book. And there's a lot of um, mindset around that. Like, oh, I need to have enough money to quit everything for a month and go sit on a beach in Bali and write it all and get it out. Or I need a week and a cat. Like there's all these, I need very focused time, big chunks of it in order to write that much ever. 
And then I realized it's not true. <laughs> and I said, okay, well, let's see what I can do with what I have. And um, last summer I sat down 15 minutes a day after dinner while everybody was in, else was in the house. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to sit for 15 minutes and write. And in six weeks, I had the first draft done. Mm. So it was just changed this expectation of what it, what you think it takes to get the task done and maybe what it actually takes to the task done. So leaving that room for, for magic to happen and realize when you are focused with your attention, that's a game changer. I, I mean, if you think about, um, you know, somebody, well, we were talking about kids, but you know how much they, they want your attention. They want to be near you. Mm -hmm. If you stop everything you're doing and you focus on them, that love and attention is so powerful. And if you stop and you focus and you do one thing at a time, you single task it instead of multitasking it, and you just do one thing for 15 minutes, you'll blow yourself out of the water. You can get a lot done. Oh, and then you gosh. free up the rest of that time instead of trying to make yourself focus for an hour and getting distracted 15 different ways and getting half of it done. You can kind of reorient yourself. I love all that. So what I can, you said what I can do with what I have. Let's see what I can do with what I have. Oh, yes. that is so amazing. And focused attention. So what I have learned that now that you're talking about this is if I I mean, exactly what, everything you just said. If I set a timer, say for 20 minutes, I'm going to I'm gonna work on this one task for 20 minutes. And my mind says, well, what are you going to get done in 20 minutes? That's not going to be enough, right? right? But I do it anyway and turn off my notifications. I don't do any email. I mean, no distractions. I have focused attention on that one task, I was shocked at how much I could get done in that 20 minutes because I had focused attention. Yeah. And I love what you said about the kids that, you know, we're always kind of brushing them off, brushing them off just a minute. Da, da, da. What do you want? Okay. What, you know, but we're not really present We're we have all the stuff in our head that we're saying, I got to get this done. I got to get this done. And I love what you said about just take two minutes, turn to them, be present and engage. And that fulfills them. It's huge. Yeah. I it's mean, that's what huge. we, what we crave. It was, it's interesting. You remind me, I actually, it's come up a couple of times this week where I've had women tell me that I do too much and that I shouldn't, shouldn't do too much, <laughs> or maybe I'm stressing myself out. And my initial response was, well, I held myself back for so long. I find freedom in getting to do everything I want to do. It is a lot. For most people, it's probably nuts, but I enjoy it. And I think also why I have been able to now do more than ever before and enjoy my quality of life is because of what you just said. You know, I don't, uh, my kids know that I, I work a lot and I do a lot, but they also know I love and support them. And I, there are certain times we have regular together. I always spend time with them before they go to bed. We have focused quality one-on-one -on -one time then, but you're right. If you take a few minutes when it comes up and focus on them, there's not a, there's not a lack. 
Mm-hmm. They know it's yeah. th- there, you know, they know they need to go entertain themselves for a while. And that's not a bad thing in between. So, yeah. And that, that applies to, to work, to other tasks and people you love too. Yeah. And I've been exploring this idea of doing versus being. Ah, and know. as we're talking here, I'm like, okay, so I think being really is that focused attention. It's not not doing anything. It's right. not just sitting still, <laughs> but it's being in the moment of what you're doing, isn't it? Yes. And being intentional with your time. So I think a lot of times in, in different ways, um, we just kind of expect it to happen. We, you know, we put our heads down and we think, well, if I keep going in some form or direction, isn't there a famous quote about that? Like you can't get where you're going if you don't know where you're going. Mm -hmm. You know, you just kind of go through life and you, you, you focus. That's why I like this word relationship so much. And in our conversation earlier, um, your listeners should check out my podcast for your interview. It was really good about boundaries. Um, Talking about a relationship really made me understand that when you have a relationship with something or of course someone it's a long-term thing so mm-hmm. a lot of times when we're putting out fires or we're, we're kind of going through our day one chunk at a time and we're splitting our energy everywhere it's very sh- short term how can I solve this problem now but it doesn't serve us in the long time and, and I think that speaks to what you just said about um what was the quote we heard I think somebody used it in the event we were out together human or human human we're human beings and not not human, human doers doing yes yeah. so doing. in that yeah. doing we kind of aren't who we are necessarily we're not we're saying well i can do all these things but this isn't maybe not what i enjoy or this is not my way i would approach it or this is not building towards something i want we're just doing it to get it done or as if we can like a means to an end a means to an end exactly so if we can approach our time also with intention and and take a minute and think whether it's a segment of your day. And so you say, okay, now I'm switching modes from mom mode to work mode, or I'm switching from this to that. And you take like three seconds, one second to go, okay, wait, I'm switching. Give yourself that mm. second to collect your energy and refocus. Or you're talking about on a a bigger scale, knowing that these small steps build momentum towards a bigger goal, having that intention with your time allows you to, to focus it and really get a lot out of it. Yeah. What I have found, it's, it's really more satisfying isn't it. Yes, yeah. it is. And I like what you said too, you were talking about, um, how other people were saying, well, that's doing too much. Well, for them, yes. But what you said was for you, it was just the right, it was just right for you. And I think, you know, we, you mentioned, we um, had a conversation on your podcast about boundaries. That's exactly um, what boundaries are too, that we don't all have the same boundaries. They're actually very unique and individual to us. So what I feel is my truth and I want to do these, you know, 50 things and have intention with them. And you might want to do 10 things with intention. That's perfectly fine. We don't all have to do the same thing. Right. Yes. I think it's, oh, that brings up a lot, doesn't it? Um, Kind of, yeah. Letting go 
of others expectations and finding the space that you fill and then that that confidence I think just comes from experience which probably speaks to boundaries too <laughs> yeah the confidence the trust the trust that, yeah because we have to kind of let go of the comparing then don't we right we do absolutely have to let go of the comparing another big thing I had to let go of was um how do I uh, use the right words for that in the moment uh not I used to think that if I committed to doing something, that was it forever. I oh, was stuck. Yeah. I would be stuck. If I changed my mind, if I changed mm. what I like, I would be stuck and I couldn't change it. And that was it. I was doomed for life. Sounds hyperbole, but that's how it felt. And now I have learned the power of pivoting and that one, it's actually smart. Two, you have to give yourself permission to do it. But in three, it comes back to that intention thing. So we kind of touched on it when we were talking about looking at chores for our kids and they grow. So the situation changes. I mean, it only it warrants taking a look at again and saying, is this serving everyone? Even if you're just looking at it for yourself, is this serving me? Well, maybe no, not anymore. It did. And I had that kind of reaction when some, when I was told, oh, you're doing too much. I felt like, well, you know, I'm kind of in a building phase right now. I'm doing a lot. I'm also in a me growing phase and learning who I am. So I'm trying a lot of things. I'm learning a lot of things. Um, and that's what works for me now. But maybe in two years, I, I'll be doing half the things. Who knows? I love that. Because again, I, I can I can relate that back to, to boundaries. And our boundaries are fluid. They don't have to be rigid, right? Because we set a boundary, we think, okay, now that's my boundary forever. It might not be it, it, it this time. That's what's true for me. And this is my boundary, but it might not be um, later on. So I like that. And, and I think that's why we have sometimes such a hard time making decisions. Um, because again, we don't have the self-trust to make decisions because I think well, if we make this decision and I don't like it, it's like, that's it. <laughs> We're it. That's forever. And and yeah, so learning to, rather than this has to be it, or this is the solution and that's it, it's really what is one step you can take towards that. Right. What's the next right step? Right. And then if that doesn't get you where you want to go, you can, like you said, pivot, right? And now I can take a different action. Right. And either way, you'll learn and grow. And either way, by taking action, you're moving forward. If you don't take action and you don't decide, you have no chance to learn. And I mean, fail is learn learning, right? But at least you're doing something. So you're right. There is some, you have to get up and do something. To unlearn. We have to unlearn that. Oh, there's a lot of unlearning. That, that I always have to be right and good. Yeah, we've been working on that in our house recently or at least I've been working on it with my daughter this because she managed to pick that up and I don't want her to keep it forever this idea that it feels better to be right than it feels better to feel good like the intention at the end of the day is to, mm. to feel good I mean when anything anyone ever does that's what we want we want to feel good we think if we obtain that goal we will feel good we think if we do this we will feel good so if we can start with the feel good and let go of the I need to be right all the time I asked a, I asked a coworker of mine 
several years ago, I said, well, do you want to be right? Or do you want to be happy? And her answer was, I need to be right to be happy. Um. <laughs> and it's like, oh, <laughs> wow. And, and because it, it's tied to our self-worth, right? Our enoughness yeah. that if That's I'm wrong, true. I'm not enough. If I make a mistake, I'm not enough. We get these messages that mistakes are like, you know, wrong and, and yeah. So we're unlearning, we're unlearning and doing it messy, making mistakes and then shifting. Yes. And you really have to give yourself permission. That takes a lot of courage. Cause like you said, it's very counter to what we learned. We learned we need to do all the things and we're not allowed to make any mistakes. And if we do make any mistakes, it better only hurt you, not anyone else. Um, so definitely a little, and I think that comes, that's where I also appreciate the word relationship, because when you have a relationship with something or someone, it's, it's, it's not a one and done thing. It's a, you constantly have to put work into it, but you also learn and you grow and it changes and it evolves. And if you're willing to do that with yourself, you can then invite more with, whether it's with boundaries or time or money or Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. Cause how we do one area of life is kind of how we do it'll, it'll show up everywhere. Right. Yeah. So how do you help women? Can you tell um, our audience here how you help women, how they might be able to work with you? Oh, wonderful. Thank you. Yes. I have um, a membership. So a doors open again in January, they're closed right now, but where we work on this relationship with time. So time, energy, and mindset are the three kind of um, pillars of that because we want to I want to help you support yourself. I feel like as super women, we, we are the golden goose of our lives, but we kind of get lost in the shuffle and the chaos of all that. So having mm-hmm. strategies, it's called the membership's called sparkle time. So I love it's your time to sparkle, but we're also working on time and all these sparkle tools to help support you. So that's my main focus. As I mentioned, I have the podcast and the book that will hopefully come out in a few months. And I really enjoy, um, positive energetic anchors. So like keeping mementos throughout your life and your day to help orient you kind of like buoys in the water to help orient you towards your goal and your dreams. And, and this idea that I think with that relationship, that anything is possible, inviting that into life. So I've started a shop with caps and candles and mugs for that too. Oh, you've got, you have a lot going. You have a lot. I do. (laughs) You have a lot of interests and passions and you're going for it. I love it. I'm going for it. I love it. We'll see where it leads. It's fun. It's good. Yeah. We'll we'll put all your links in the show notes and thank you for being here. I love this conversation. This relationship with time just kind of stems into so many topics. that we talked about. So thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you for tuning into the Beautiful Behavior Podcast. If you enjoyed today's show or previous shows, I would so appreciate you subscribing and leaving a review. I am so grateful for all of you listeners who are joining me here for these conversations because I believe it's through these type of conversations that we start to shift the paradigm, creating a more loving and compassionate world. I hope you will join me here each week as we discover new ways to show up in our lives and create a bigger impact. 
And if you are ready to take this to the next level, head on over to my website at diannesorensen.net. Again, that's D-I-A-N-E-S-O-R-E-N-S-E-N.net. Get on my calendar and see how you can be supported and if we're a good fit so that you can get out of survival and into thrival. Change is possible and I've got you.